Love yourself. Strive for progress, not perfection. Know your worth, then at tax. Make an income while making an impact. Doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Visualise your higher self and start showing up as that. Level up. and welcome back to Level Up with Lou with your girl Lou Oni and this is the podcast where we help you live your best life, pursue your dreams and love yourself. Make sure you're following the podcast on Level Up with Lou and if you haven't already reached out guys make sure you send me an email to just reach out and see how how you can get connected on levelupwithlou at gmail.com Guys, I have a fantastic guest on here today. I'm so excited because this is the first time I'm meeting her. And I've just been looking at all her blogs and all her Instagram content and listening to her podcast. And I'm just so, so excited to have her on today. So Lauren Saunders is a business and manifestation strategist, thought leader, and the podcast host of The Aligned Entrepreneur Living in Toronto, Canada. At 28, she quit her job as a high school teacher to become a full-time entrepreneur. Since then, she has built two full-time businesses by implementing mindset, marketing, and manifestation strategies. She has also quadrupled her former income and lives a life of travel, freedom, and passion. Lauren has a passion for coaching ambitious, heart-driven business owners and entrepreneurs Through her experience and success stories, she equips them with the tools needed to manifest the success and live the lives they truly desire. Welcome to Level Up with Lou Lauren. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Thank you so much for coming on. So today, guys, Lauren is here to share how to build a six-figure business from scratch and some of the manifestation tips she's used to level up her life and grow an authentic online audience. I was um, listening to you on like different podcasts and just looking up a bit about your story and everything. And I find your story quite interesting as to how you um, switched jobs and started working for yourself. So can you just please share us share with us how you became an entrepreneur and your personal growth journey? Yeah, well, it's a bit of a story. I mean, I went to uh, school for first visual arts, my undergrad. And then after that, I got my teaching degree. And um, I really thought that, you know, what I was going to do for the rest of my life was be a teacher. And looking back, it was definitely just a job that I'd kind of chosen because it made sense. And because that's what we're told to do, you know, let us know what it is that you're going to be when you grow up. And (laughs) after school, uh, after university, I moved to Australia and I taught there for almost three years before moving back home here to Toronto. Canada. And I was looking to find a job in Toronto as a teacher. And uh, it's quite difficult to get a full-time job as a teacher in, <laughs> in Ontario specifically. And not only that, I was applying to all these jobs. I was living with my parents at the time because I just moved home. I was 27. And uh, yeah, so I was, I was looking for jobs, but I also had this feeling like this intuitive sort of gut feeling that was like, even if I was lucky enough to find a full-time teaching job, the idea of doing just that for the rest of my life, like gave me severe anxiety. And I wasn't someone that knew anything about entrepreneurship. Um, I had a lot of limiting beliefs around 
not having any kind of business background. Uh, but I, yeah, I just had this sort of desire that I didn't really communicate with anyone. It was just a desire of like, well, maybe there could be more. And sometimes that's all it takes to have just things start to unfold for you. So I ended up getting a part-time teaching job two days a week in Toronto and uh, moved, my parents live an hour away, moved to the city. And on the side of that two-day job, I started my first business, which was doing eyelash extensions, which I had no background (laughs) in. I wasn't any kind of esthetician, but I'd had a friend in Australia who had quite a successful business doing eyelashes. And I just thought that's something that with my art background, like that's something that I could do. So I started it just as a side hustle thinking I'll make a few hundred dollars a week. And you know, while I'm looking for full-time work as a teacher, I'll make money from home. And within a very short period of time, just a couple of months, it turned into a full-time income for me. And it just kind of really opened up my eyes to possibilities as a business owner, because you know, now I had this business and it wasn't what I wanted to do forever, but I loved getting to work with people. I loved uh, making my own money. I loved having control over my schedule and freedom to, you know, live life as I desired to. And so it just sort of really, you know, it just kind of got the wheels moving. Uh, I started getting really big into self-development. I'd taken a couple of seminars here in Toronto, week-long or weekend-long seminars. And I had about six months into that process, what I now refer to as sort of my spiritual awakening, which was just a sudden realization that there's so much more out there and that life is not just this thing that happens to us. It is something that we create through our thoughts, through our energy, Mm -hmm. uh, and through our intentions. And that essentially you can create and manifest whatever it is that you want by aligning yourself with it. And I had always thought that because I wasn't a a business major, I couldn't start a business. But all of a sudden I realized like you can manifest whatever it is that you want. And I started just diving. That was it was not content that I'd ever really even considered before. I think I watched The Secret once and was like, this is crazy. This makes no sense. But (laughs) all of a sudden I just knew it was true. Um, And so I started just diving into any piece of like manifestation, law of attraction, information I could find or content that I could find. And within a very short period of time, I knew that I was going to leave my job as a teacher and start something online. And I didn't know what that was at first. Uh, and you don't have to know, by the way, to start manifesting. You, you, you can absolutely intend for clarity around what it is that you want to be doing. But I uh, just knew that I wanted a lot of freedom. I knew I wanted the possibility for, you know, infinite growth, really. I wanted... I wanted to be able to travel as well. That was a big goal of mine. And so I left teaching and I hired my first business coach. And all I knew was like, I want to make money creating content and connecting with people online. And so long story short, um, I did go through a process of discovering that I loved helping other business owners. I initially started helping uh, business owners with their lash businesses because that was what I knew. And I I started a Facebook group that grew to be about 15,000 people. Um, I launched a couple of programs that did really, really well for me to lash artists who were also wanting to grow a full-time income. And over the last couple of years, that has, I no longer coach anybody in the lash world, but I do help other online entrepreneurs who are coaches and course creators and content creators who are wanting to monetize their skills to 
you know, have an online business where they can make as much money as they want. So that's really what I focus on now. And 2020 was my biggest year. We did just over, um, like we just hit like the $200,000 mark and I'm working now to scale into seven figures. That's the plan. And I'm just all about, you know, mindset, manifestation, uh, energy alignment. I am the aligned entrepreneur. That's sort of my brand. And I believe that we are capable of creating any reality that we desire. Uh, and I talk a lot about marketing as well, because I think that in order to feel empowered to create the life and the business that you want, you need to know the actions to take too. But it's to me, energy comes first. We are the whole world is our mirror. (laughs) What it is that we are putting out is what we're getting back. So if we can learn how to vibrate at the frequency of the life that we desire, you know, more money, more fulfillment, more freedom, the universe has no choice but to reflect that back to us. And that's what my journey has been over these last few years. And uh, it wasn't easy, especially in the beginning, but I really have figured out how to align myself with more money and freedom and possibility. And I just today live a life that I'm really lit up by and uh, where I get to do work that I absolutely love. And I have a lot of freedom and a lot of, you know, just, yeah, a, a lot of passion for what I do. Wow, I think your story is honestly so inspiring because I feel like a lot of people grow up living a life where they live a life where they're following what someone else wants them to do or just not thinking out of the box of what they can actually do with themselves and not really really following their dreams. But it seems like you've actually really taken the leap to step out of your comfort zone and do something out of the ordinary that you know people wouldn't think oh this is a way I can make money or this is a way I can you know um change my life in terms of manifesting because you know you talk a lot lot about manifesting and I think manifesting is really important um but why do you think manifesting is important for personal growth and you've always talked about the fact that it changed your life how much do you feel the impact was on your life in terms of um, making you who you were today if I didn't know about energy and manifestation and quantum physics and all this stuff, uh, if I didn't know that we were capable of creating or that we do create our realities, I never would have allowed myself to think that I could have, you know, anything more. I, uh, I never would have allowed myself to, I lived in a world of like doing what was realistic. So getting into manifestation and spirituality opened up what I knew myself to be capable of or what was possible for me and gave me permission to say, I'm going to leave my teaching job and just try this out and see what happens in a year. And uh, so to me, it was like once I knew about manifesting, all of a sudden I believed that I could create you know, a very successful career for myself. I believed that I could have everything that I wanted. Whereas previously, you know, I was really in this conversation that we all hear, which is do what's realistic and don't take risk and save all your money and get a good job and then do it for 40 years. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's what they want. And that's great. But for me, the only reason I was doing that or believing that was because I didn't think that I could have anything else. So manifestation for me opened it all up uh, and, and allowed me to say okay I'm gonna go for it because I believe I can have it definitely I can completely relate with that in terms of um not thinking that you know you can achieve certain things um but actually when you think about like manifesting and like how powerful our brain is what you think and what you hope for and what you kind of think what you kind of have a what you kind of have a lot in your head ends up becoming your reality so like the 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 universe doesn't really like give you things that you don't believe that you deserve or you don't believe that 
is possible. It gives you what you think is possible. It gives you what you think you can achieve. So it's mostly for me, I, I would say manifesting mostly for me has just really been about what do I think that I can achieve? What do I think is possible? What do I actually dream about my life? And the crazy mm-hmm. thing is, because I'm someone who... Um, I try to think outside of the box in terms of like, I try to think about things that are not in my current reality, things that people think, oh no, that's a crazy thought. Like, how could you possibly think like that? Um, But one thing, one positive good thing about manifesting is the fact that you can use it to pursue crazy dreams. How can people Mm -hmm. actually harness the power of manifesting in order to pursue dreams that people may say, oh no, this is crazy. The fastest way to kind of drown out all that noise and to allow yourself to believe, I think, is through finding others who are already doing it. And uh, in today's day and age, you know, we're really blessed with the internet. It makes it easy to connect with people or to follow people who are living very unreasonable lives. And um, that was huge for me in the beginning. I, and still is, it's like, I believe that I can have a seven figure, multiple seven figure business because I see other women out there that, you know, don't have anything. I don't, they might be a little bit further along and they're doing incredible things. And so the reason that most people would tell you that it's not possible is because they don't, they're not finding those people or they don't know anyone in their life who has, have done it. So uh, you know, off the top of my head, people like Amanda Francis, Catherine Zankina, she had a million dollar business by the time she was like 24 or something like that. Um, there's um, like, I'm following this girl right now who has a couple thousand followers on Instagram. I just heard about her last night. Uh, and she's just had an $850,000 month this, this month, um, with 2000 followers on Instagram. So it's like when you start seeing, and she's like a, you know, 20 something, Australian woman, when you start seeing that it is possible, you have no choice but to like start believing that it might be possible for you as well. Um, And so for me, I've always just been very grounded in other people's success. Yeah. uh, So that when someone tells me, oh, that's unrealistic, at this point, people believe me because I, a few years ago, said, well, I'm going to build a 20K a month business, which was my goal at the time. And people thought that number was crazy, but then I did it. (laughs) And so now I'm saying, okay, I'm going to build a 100K month business. And I'm sure people hear that and have similar thoughts of thinking I'm crazy or thinking like, okay, well, we'll just see. But I also know that people have learned to take me seriously because I, I've done the things that I said I was going to do. And I did them because I saw that others were as well. And that allowed me to believe it was possible. So one thing I've noticed you talk a lot about is the power of what you believe um, in terms of like what you believe um like in your head so like your thoughts and like the fact that your current state of life is the direct result of the stories you're telling yourself um how do you feel like a limiting story or a limited story can limit someone in life because i feel like a lot of people have this story that they tell about themselves and Mm -hmm. they kind of in a way end up There's a word they call it, but it's basically when you end up living what you've already thought about yourself in your head, when you end up becoming what you've what you've already thought about so much. So, like, for example, you might have the story where, like, maybe someone's told you in the past, oh, you'll never amount to to anything in this world. You'll never achieve anything in this world. And you keep telling that story over and over in your head. And eventually uh, you find yourself maybe failing a lot in life, not really achieving much in life. 
How do you feel like a limiting story or a, li- a limiting thought can limit someone in their life? In like every way possible. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, on a conscious level, the story that you have about yourself and what you're capable of is going to dictate the actions that you allow yourself to take. So yeah. if you even if you have a desire to say, go and build a successful business, but the story or the belief that you have is that, you know, you're not worthy or that people aren't interested in what you have to offer, that you don't have value to provide, uh, or just that it's not possible for you, then you're not going to actually allow, you cannot outperform or out manifest your subconscious beliefs that you have about yourself. Um, so, so yeah, like it's like, I always say it's like, um, you know, trying to, walk up a downward moving escalator, you're going to get half the distance with twice the effort or less. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so, you know, there's that in terms of the action that you allow yourself to take, but then on a, like a manifestation level, you have to line up with what it is that you want energetically. And you're not going to do that if the story that you're in is one of lack and limitation, right? You actually mm-hmm. have to be in be- the, the key to manifesting is belief. So mm-hmm. you have to have beliefs. And I mean, the way that I go about building my belief, there's a lot of different ways and it depends on where you're at in your business, but just starting to read books by people who talk about manifestation, starting to normalize the idea that you can have whatever it is that you want, following people that are doing it. Um, and then starting to become aware of what your self-talk is and getting understanding that whatever story you have about yourself is a self-fulfilling prophecy. So Mm. why would you argue, even if you don't have a desire to build a business or whatever, why would you argue for your limitations instead of celebrating your strengths? It's a shift that we have to consciously make. And over time that will, that will become your dominant belief about yourself. So even just to get started, if you're someone that doubts yourself a lot or has stories or limiting beliefs, the first thing you want to do is just become aware of those when they come up and change them. You know, Hey, I just had a thought about why I'm not good at X, Y, and Z. What, what's a different thought I could choose that actually serves me and, you know, choosing nicer thoughts about yourself is the first place to start. Yeah. I think that is really um, powerful because I remember like there's certain things that I've always struggled with in my life. And I just always, I've had the thought that I could never do this. Like even like, I'm going to tell you for a fact now, even the mere fact that I'm even literally trying to get on YouTube and recording myself, um, podcasting, like the mere fact that I'm literally like doing visual content is this is like leaps yeah. um, from where I ever thought I would be because I was just like, oh no, I could never be on video. No one wants to see me. Nobody wants, I, I'm not, I'm not good on camera. I'm shy. Like nobody wants to see my face. Like all I'm good is, um, good at is podcasting. All I'm good at is the audio content, but the visual content will never happen. So the fact that I'm even taking this leap to even do this is a testimony to, a testament to how, how much my mindset has improved and how much more I think about myself in terms of like what, what I can and what I can't do. And one thing I've always been passionate about is personal growth and motivating other people. Like I'm just naturally a very motivational people, motivational person, a very inspiring person. Um, and I just always wanted to use my story to inspire others to do better in their lives. I was thinking to myself, like, why, like, why can't that become a career for me? Why can't that be something that I actually do full time? Why can't I pursue my dreams? 
Why can't the very thing that I'm passionate about, the very thing that I can talk about for hours be the thing that I make yeah. money off? So yeah, it's, it's really cool to see how someone's actually turned their, um, their dreams, their dreams that seemed initially crazy to something that is actually like fruitful and that can earn you money and, you know, people can actually, um, benefit from as well. One thing you also talk about is giving away your power in terms of like, um not taking responsibility for your life um and making your own decisions for yourself how has that how has that been for you in terms of like for, like when you first started like not um taking responsibility for the thoughts you you had or for the actions you took and then like now how would you say the difference is in terms of like what you were before and what you've now become like well earlier on, like before I was really into self-development and manifestation and everything, I saw everything as being outside of me. And most people in the world do, right? They think that, you know, that person said this to me and that made me like, we make everybody else wrong or we blame things on other people. And that's just sort of part of the human condition. But, um, once I started understanding like everything's energy and everything's a reflection of me, I started looking at, well, if that person is saying something and it's really triggering me, that's something for me to look at, right? Because I could, I could be in my power about, they could say something awful and I could choose that it doesn't have to mean anything about me, but the fact that I'm having a response to it is on me, not on them, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of responsibility in terms of seeing things now is like, it's all just a reflection of me. And I have the power to always yeah. choose the way that I respond to things. And the more that I heal within myself, the more that I get complete within myself, the less that I even get from other people. Because again, you like, it's all energy. You draw towards you what it is that you have beliefs for. So if you have a belief, for example, that you know, men can't be trusted. Well, guess what you're going to get a whole lot of men <laughs> that can't be trusted that cheat. And then we, and then we put these, you know, stories on low, like all men are this way. And it's like, what, what point are you going to realize yeah. that you're the common denominator of these patterns in your life? And it's up to you to take responsibility for that. And that doesn't mean, you know, we all have bad things happen at times. And that doesn't mean that it's our fault or anything like that. It, it means that it's our responsibility to choose how it is that we allow it to okay. impact ourselves, um, what it is that we make it mean. Because you could be dumped by someone and you could make it mean that all men or all women suck, right? I'm going to be single forever and it's their fault. Or you could make it mean that that person <laughs> was only meant to be in your life for a short period of time and you're grateful for the lessons that they brought. Yeah. You get to choose. It's much easier to choose the disempowering one and then have everybody agree with you and, mm. and you know, have a pity party for yourself. But how is that serving you? Do you think that having some blanket <laughs> exactly. statement about how I can't trust men or dating is blah, 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 I don't believe in love. How is that going to serve you in being happy? Why would you choose that story? Yeah. <laughs> right? So, no, yeah. I think it's crazy how you said that because I can completely relate with exactly what you said. Um, so I thought this was just like a British thing because over here, here and in some other parts of the world, there's this term they've coined called men are Ugh. trash. <laughs> Basically like men are scum, men are dustbin, men are rubbish. Um, because like they feel like men can never be anything amazing. Men can, a man can never be good. A man can never be not, I'm not saying the thing is, this is not like, this is not 
one thing people will quickly realize that this is not the podcast where I, I'm here to praise men or whatever. But what I am here to do is to highlight the importance of re- assessing your life and thinking about what have you done to contribute to these actions that may have happened to you. So is it that you're not thinking properly when you're picking these men? Is it that you yourself are not someone... No, I'm not saying that, oh, um, that if a man's been horrible to you that it's your fault but what i am saying is that how are you as a person towards other Mm. people what energy are you putting out if you have a negative energy of course you're going to have negativity back towards you and the thing is i I always (laughs) i always feel like i'm never going to be someone that will say men are trash men are this and men are like i would never talk bad about men because i know there's definitely good men out there i definitely know that yes like my my audience for now i've been hurt in the past by mm-hmm. men but i know i know there's wonderful yeah. men out there i know there's men that you know are caring kind faithful even like the whole concept of like oh there's no faithful men in this world anymore or <laughs> or even like men can't commit to long-term relationships all those all that all that is a lie that that's not true because Time and time again, we see that men are doing all this. So what is it? Like what, what, what makes those women so special that they are getting the men that are committing to them, that are faithful to them? Like what is, what makes them so special? <laughs> and it's their yeah. mindset. It's their mindset and their self-worth. Like just really seeing um, everything as being a reflection of you. You're the source for everything in your life. So the more that you tune into your own worth, the more people are going to reflect that back to you. But it's also about understanding yeah. how the brain works, which is that, we have something called mm. the reticular activating system. And what it does is it sorts through, we're, we're receiving like millions of, of bits of information every single second. And obviously we cannot process all of that. And the brain has this, this part of it that literally sorts through information and says, this is what's relevant to Lauren. This is what's relevant to Lou. Um, because she's been thinking that men can't be trusted okay, I'm going to find evidence for that story because that's relevant to her. And so it's the same, it's the part of your brain that as you're walking through a crowded room, pre-COVID, and somebody says like, and there's there's a million (laughs) people talking, but someone says your name and you hear it, right? Because the brain literally said, somebody has just said something that is relevant to Lauren. So I'm going to highlight that for her. So when you have a blanket Mm. statement or story about, let's say it's men. And and I used to have the story that men did not want to commit. Um, hundred percent. I had that, but what was so interesting was that I had wonderful men in my life who were in very, you know, healthy, long-term relationships that they were very committed to, but it was like, I couldn't even see that. I knew that that was Mm. there logically, but all I found was evidence for like men that, you know, didn't want to commit because that's the way that the brain works. So, you know, really being aware of being like, well, what would it look like for me to just be open to a different possibility? I now live in a world where men are so wonderful and so thoughtful and so kind, and they're all looking for their soulmate and they treat women like queens. (laughs) Like, you know, that's the world that I want to live in. So I've created that. And I have to say, like, even when I'm dating someone and it doesn't go, you know, the way that we want it to, it's still such a positive experience because he was so wonderful, you know, whereas I used to, it's just so night and day. Um, And so I think that 
just being really careful around what are the blanket statements that you're using about people, about society, about yourself. That one's huge because it's not actually true. Mm. If, if you have a belief, I, I like the men one just because it's relatable. <laughs> um, if you have a belief about men, <laughs> can you ask yourself, okay, if I'm saying that all men can't be trusted, is that true? Have I ever met a man who could be trusted? Like the answer is always yes. Mm. There's lots of trustworthy men out there, but yeah. you believing or stating and also how much of a disservice. Can you imagine a bunch of men standing around and saying, well, all women are just this or that. Like how awful that would be to hear something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. Exactly. So we really do a disservice to <laughs> men who are wonderful most of the time um, to say, well, I had a bad experience with these guys and I'm going to make that mean something about you. Like, ugh, that's awful. just get to know you a bit more in terms of like some struggles that you've been through in your life and like how you've overcome them is there anything you can share with us in terms of like something that you've gone through and you've actually come out of the other side stronger and it's made made you who you are today um yeah I mean starting my business was really hard (laughs) uh (laughs) because I really poured everything I had into it for a year um, and that included big financial investments um, and just my blood, sweat and tears. And I didn't see it really start working until I was about a year in. And uh, so that has shaped me in so many ways and I'm so grateful for it because I'm able to coach business owners based on what I learned in my own Mm. journey to get here. Um, I would say like more, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it necessarily shaped me. The other thing that I'm going to talk about, which is uh, earlier this year, it was in April. I live in a like a high rise building and I have a terrace um, off the side of my apartment and I have um, neighbors who have a neighboring terrace. And I was sitting in my office one day in April and one of those neighbors ran out and jumped off his balcony right in front of me. Oh, and um, and it, it, it was I mean, it was obviously devastating, but. I think it's like a good testament to everything that we're talking about in terms of choosing. I let myself be sad about it, but ultimately it didn't have, I I honestly thought at the time I'm going to have to move out of this apartment that I love because I'm never going to be able to unsee that. Um, But the way that I ended up going about it was really looking for, first of all, being willing to, to experience the emotions around it, not making any of it wrong, but also Uh, choosing my perspective around it because Mm -hmm. I was able to give a witness statement and the man who passed away, his husband had been there at the time. And the first thing the cops said to me was because of your witness statement, we're not going to have to question him. We're not going to have to wonder if this was foul play because I could say it wasn't. He, it was a hundred percent something that he did. And that gave me so much peace around it because I felt like I was meant to see it if for no other reason you know, for that reason, so that I could help someone who was already going to have to go through such a hard time. Anyway, so, um, so I think that that was a real learning opportunity for me just to see the power in me choosing my perspective about things. Cause I at first was like, how, why was I in the office at that time of day? Why was I like, I could have been anywhere else. And I just happened, like, it just seemed like, like, I, I don't know. I was, I was at first upset that it had happened. And then later, it just was something that I didn't, it didn't cause me a lot of trauma, if I'm being honest, which mm-hmm. I was surprised by. And I really think it's because I made peace with the fact that like, 
we're always where we're meant to be. And there was a larger reason behind, you know, why I was witness something like that. Um, and I've had a lot of peace behind it and I love my apartment and I have a good relationship with that neighbor. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, I think that the way that we handle any hard situations is where we really want to look, who are we being? Because that's going to tell us a lot about where maybe the work is to do. And it's not, it's not to say that if something traumatic happens that you have to come out of it really quickly or anything like that. It's just saying like, I have a friend of mine whose dad, um, a couple of years ago committed suicide and he has been so empowered about, you know, he's obviously had to grieve and everything, but he said, I just early on decided that I wasn't going to try and wish it was any other way other than what it was like he, he died and that's the reality. And, uh, and I can either dwell on that and be mad that it didn't go a different way, or I can accept it, grieve the way that I need to grieve and make it the reason why I go and create a life that I absolutely love because my dad was never able to. So Mm. I think that, yeah, it's important to honor, you know, whatever it is that we need to feel and whatever it is that comes up for us. But at the same time, we always get to choose how we decide to view certain things that happen in our lives. Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I know it must've been difficult for you. Um, I've just always loved this quote. Um, I hope I say it right, but it's happy people don't have the best of things. They make the best of things. Mm-hmm. So in terms of like, the situations that we find ourselves in how do we react to them um what lessons do we learn from them and how do we use them to better ourselves so i think it's it's very important actually to look at the struggles that we've been through um and obviously we all feel a bit sad about them we'll feel a bit down about them but take the lessons from them and actually use them to grow and make ourselves stronger um Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really just powerful. I love um, that. <laughs> thank you. Um, I'm quite inspired by you in terms of like how you chased your dreams and, you know, become an, became an entrepreneur. What is something you wish, you know, someone had told you before you went down this lane or something that you wish that you knew before you became an entrepreneur? Mm. Probably two things. Uh, one is like, your journey is going to be whatever your journey is going to be (laughs) and uh to allow for it like i really at the time didn't want to be struggling in my business but now i'm such a better coach because i struggled and so if i had i would have saved myself a lot of anguish had i just been okay with where i was at knowing that where I, i was you know guaranteed to get to where i wanted to go as long as i stayed with it but on top of that my second thing is you're you're getting what it is that you're focusing on 100 percent of the time you know um especially (laughs) as business owners so when i started my business i was sort of unknowingly even though i knew about manifestation i wasn't that far into it and i was unknowingly focusing on all the things that i didn't want all the things that weren't happening and uh focusing on you know oh well i went into debt to hire this coach and now i don't know how i'm going to get out of that and this launch that i have isn't going well and i was just so like almost arguing with myself for the fact that it wasn't working. And once I shifted that and I started focusing on what I wanted and I did that through visualization and journaling, that's when things change really, really quickly for me. So above all else, it doesn't matter what you're doing in your business. If you're focusing on what you don't want, you are drawing that to you. And that's what's going to determine what you're getting 100% of the time. What am I focusing on? Am I focusing on what I want or what I don't want? Most people Mm. focus on what they don't want and then wonder why their business failed. 
Definitely. That's very true. Um, we're talking about focus. Um, how do you stay focused um, despite the limitations and setbacks you may have when pursuing your dreams of whatever it is that, you know, maybe seem crazy to everyone else? How do you how do you how do you deal with, you know, being rejected or, you know, losing money or, you know, not being where you feel like you should be at by a certain point? Mm um how do i deal with that i mean being rejected is like it has no bearing on you if you are complete with yourself so mm. it used to be something i would get rejected and i would be in my head about it within my business for you know days and days and days whereas now i don't even look at it as rejection i just look at it as like well that person wasn't meant to be my my client or wasn't yeah. ready for a coach like me or or maybe they weren't actually who i was calling in um but i just don't give it any meaning so that helps but i would say staying focused is about really knowing what it is that you want um mm. and believing that you can have it so in the beginning of my business i wanted the freedom that i have now over everything like i wanted so badly to make great money working for myself creating content you know having discussions like this one um i wanted yeah freedom and i wanted it so badly that no matter how many times i fell down or what people's opinions of me were i stayed committed to that because i so make sure you know why you're doing what you're doing and be really emotionally committed to that reality that you are wanting to create for yourself uh, yeah. and come back to that because without a, a really strong why and without the belief that you can have what you want when things get hard you're not going to keep going definitely I completely agree with you um so like for me when I've been making goals or writing down like what I want to achieve in my life I put a why there um because it helps you to become emotionally attached to it and I feel like the things that we end up doing more are things that we feel attached to so like let's say for example you know you want to create a business and your why is maybe you want to retire your parents or you don't want to have to work a nine to five like that is your why and that is what will keep you going even on the days where you feel like oh no this is long this is stressful this is not worth it this is not going anywhere because you're always going to think actually it's all worth it because yes i want to retire my parents yes i don't want to work a nine to five yes i don't want to leave live a mediocre life um I really liked your podcast. I really like your podcast, The Aligned Entrepreneur. Um, you talk a lot about alignment and your thoughts and actions and energy. Why do you feel like it's important to align your thoughts, actions and energy with your business? Because it's the only way you get what you want is <laughs> to be in alignment <laughs> with it. Um, and I know that there are lots of people out there who are telling you that you create results through what you're doing. Mm. but it's actually who you are being. Okay. So if you are in your business being someone who speaks with conviction, who believes in their value, who is focused on their success, you're going to get it. If you're being someone who is in fear and doubt and not enoughness, even if you're taking all the actions, those actions will not result for you because it's all every, the world we live in is energy. And it's, it's, uh, like I said, just a, just a reflection of who you are, of who you are and what, what, what level you are operating on. So if you are, yeah, I mean, people take action in their business for years. I've watched people try to make their first, even just three, $4,000 a month for like five years. And they're taking mm. all the action. They've got tons of podcast episodes and they're all over Instagram every single day and they're networking and they can't make any money. And it's because they're not looking at their energy. They just think that if I just keep doing 
that uh, that at some point, you know, I'll have a big break or whatever. And you yeah. have to be in energetic alignment with the reality that you want if you want it to manifest. I mm. I uh, I would put a million dollars on the fact that uh, <laughs> it's that's what's creating your reality. It doesn't matter, you know, who you hire or what you do if you're not looking after your thoughts, your energy, your beliefs, you're never going to get there. So alignment is success. The mm. aligned entrepreneur is the one who gets what they want. Um, that's just as simple as it is. <laughs> wow, that is really powerful because I feel like, especially in the business world, there's not a lot of thought given to mindset and manifestation and being aligned with your thoughts and actions. So it's really important. And it's really actually quite powerful that you've mentioned the fact that in the end, what all businesses want is success, right? Mm -hmm. So in order to sort of um, obtain that success or get to that stage, it's really about being aligned with your thoughts, your actions, your energy, and really believing mm -hmm. that it's something that you can achieve for yourself. Because yeah. um, I'm sure, I'm sure, <laughs> because so like, I know because you're, you're someone that talks a lot about law of attraction and manifestation. I'm sure, and, and you talk about, is it the quantum leap? That's something that you, mm -hmm. you mentioned quite a lot. I'm sure you've had people look at you strange and think like, what is she talking about? What has this got to do with a business? Like, how is this even practical or real? Um, because obviously your life is somewhat a, a, a testimony, a testament to the power of all this that you talk about quite a lot. Um, how do you feel like it's helped you in terms of building this six figure business from scratch? And how can people actually use all these like tips and, you know, because I feel like, so here's the thing, people read the books like The Secret and all like these like law of attraction books and manifestation things, but they don't know how to practically apply in their day to day mm -hmm. life. And especially in the business world, they don't know how to apply it in order to build that six figure business, in order to reach that level, um, in order to grow that authentic audience. How can people actually use the, these tools in their day to day life? So, I mean, first of all, what I would say is um, in the sort of old paradigm of business, yes, people don't talk too much about mindset and manifestation, though that is shifting. However, there's this huge, huge world of more spiritual entrepreneurs, a lot of them women, uh, mm. a lot of coaches and course creators and, and podcast hosts um, who do get it. And uh, I've been, I, I mean, I've, it's funny because I feel like I, only now draw people into me who get it and understand it so it's like I remember when I was starting out and being like why is nobody talking about this they were talking about it I just wasn't in those circles so hmm. um, people are really understanding the power of mindset and manifestation within business now more than ever and you don't have to look very hard to find it but uh, in terms of how to apply it to your everyday life it really comes with the understanding of how the brain works so we think uh anywhere from 60 to 70,000 thoughts in a single day. And 95% of those thoughts, I've actually heard it's more like 98%, are subconscious, meaning you're not actually choosing them, they are your programming. So uh, obviously we would not be able to choose 70,000 thoughts in a single day. So what the brain does is say, okay, these are the thoughts that Lauren thinks regularly. It could be, you know, a few years ago, it was like, I don't like the way that I look, or I'm not good enough, or what if I never make this business work? If those are the thoughts that I am consciously thinking repeatedly, what the brain does is say, okay, we're gonna make it really easy for her to think these thoughts so that she doesn't have to expend any 
any extra energy on them. We're going to make them subconscious. And it's like a program that you are wiring in. It's the same thing when you go to the gym and you start working out a new muscle group or even just a new muscle. And that muscle feels sore at first because you're not used to using it. But the body goes, oh, she keeps using this muscle, you know, day after day. We're going to develop that muscle and make it a lot easier for her so that it doesn't have to expend so much of our precious energy in order to, to you know, flex this muscle or, or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and so the brain works that same way. So what we have to do with that information is understand that we can rewrite our programming and the thoughts that we think by default on a day-to-day basis through repetition. And so this is where affirmations come in and affirmations are great, but what most people don't understand is that saying an affirmation once or twice is not what affirmations are meant for. Saying an affirmation, you know, as many times a day as you can possibly think and repeating it over and over after a few weeks, it's going to start wiring, like literally creating a thought pathway, a neuron, like wiring and firing new, um, neuro pathways in the brain that make that into a subconscious belief and a, and a thought that you're going to think without having to choose it. So, you know, people say, well, I, I affirmed, and this is like where the secret, I think really put people on the wrong path. I affirmed that I had a new car three times and it didn't happen. It's not in the garage. Well, if you committed to a affirmation around, I'm driving my dream car. And you said that every single day for the next two or three months, it would start to become something that you believed was happening and the subconscious can't can't it doesn't know the difference between something you're imagining and something that you are actually experiencing so you actually start to wire in a new belief through repetition that then has to manifest because it's part of your programming so for me every shift that i have made that has allowed me to manifest the life and the business that i have has been through repetition either visualization a certain affirmation um i really got big into just speaking about myself differently and uh choosing you know really empowering thoughts about myself why i was so great at what i did why people wanted to pay me and i did that every day with a friend i still do it um every single day and over the course of a couple months i really started to just believe how worthy i was of people's investment and that started manifesting for me so you know choose what it is that you want to be true for you choose what's going to serve you and repeat it each day write it on the mirrors in your home um, have it come up on your phone throughout the day whatever but repeat it even just over a month or two and it will start to become a belief for you and at that point it will start to manifest in your outer world Wow, that is impressive. Um, and then also one thing I like saw as well is that the fact that you actually used um, these tips to help you in terms of like losing weight and becoming more healthy. Um, can you just tell us a bit about how that journey was for you? Because I feel like weight loss, definitely somewhere a lot of people struggle, even me, myself, I've struggled in that. And sometimes you just kind of have the belief that, oh, maybe I'm never going to be one of those people that can be healthy and look great. Maybe I'm just kind of destined to look the way I look and be at the way I am. And this is the life I have to accept. Um, so how, how did you kind of use manifesting to overcome, um, that struggle and to lose the weight and become more healthy as a person? Um, So I, this is such an interesting topic because people actually do not know that there is such a strong correlation between 
our body and the thoughts that we think about our body uh, and the beliefs that we have about our body. And one of my best friends, this is a huge focus in her business. She's super into manifesting, but she lost 35 pounds without dieting without she'd been someone that was like bulimic for 15 years and she worked out three four hours a day and she was 35 pounds heavier than she is now eating whatever she wants and rarely working out and it's because she has shifted her beliefs about her body Mm. um there's a couple great books on this i actually wrote a book called dream body which people can find on my website but uh or actually i think you can find it linked on my instagram bio anyways uh and so it's like Again, everything is energy, especially your body. <laughs> Everything's energy. And so if you Definitely. are if you are telling your body, and this is like the placebo effect, right? What we believe it, it actually has a physical um a physical effect on our body. Great books on this. Um one is called You Are the Placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. There's another one called The Biology of Belief. But essentially yeah, it's like the, the power <laughs> of our mind over our body is significant. And uh so People try to lose weight, but it's from this place of, you know, really resisting the body that they have and being angry and saying mean things to their body. But that's not you want to feel as if you already have the body that you want or at least start thinking thoughts that are aligned with that. So if you're working out like crazy and dieting, but you're looking in the mirror and saying, oh, my gosh, I'm so fat. Well, the body hears that and goes, okay, (laughs) she she says that we're fat. We're going to hold on to this fat because that's what she's saying. And we're also going to make it really impossible for her not to give into the cravings because she said that she's fat. So let's, let's, you know, line that up for her. So, um, you know, I could talk on this topic for ages, but really what people want to do is start to look at how they are talking to their body because, the way that you're talking about yourself is the reality that you're living. It's really as simple as that. Um, and start just thinking nicer things about your body. And I would start with appreciation. Like, hey, I've got hands. That's pretty cool. I can use these hands to do all kinds of things. Thank you for my hands. Like, you know, pick things that don't have a lot of resistance with them. Uh and work up from there, starting to change your self-talk about your body. And then also starting to look at like, what are the things that I believe to be true about food? And we actually, there's a lot of research out there that proves that the way that we think about the food as we're eating it impacts the way that our body digests it. So if you are eating, you know, a handful of Oreos and you're thinking these Oreos are going to make me so fat and I shouldn't be eating this and blah, blah, blah. Your body literally processes that food differently than if you'd been like, thinking nice thoughts about the food. (laughs) So looking at the food that you're eating, what is it that you're telling yourself about that food? Because there are lots of people out there who eat those foods without thinking anything is going to happen as a result, right? They eat the Oreos and they don't have a thought about it. And that person will be skinny for their whole life, right? So yeah, it's really about looking at what do you believe to be true about your body, about food. Um, and I just highly recommend people diving into some of those books that I, if this is something that interests you in terms of, of uh, you know, understanding. So we can essentially just create beliefs around like, I get to eat what I want, or I get to eat what my body feels called towards, like an intuitive eating, and be as, as you know, live in my dream body. And if you can really wire in those beliefs, you will lose weight without having Mm. to diet or exercise. And that's what happened to me. (laughs) I started changing the way that I felt about food and about my body. I started prioritizing feeling good and not feeling like I needed to restrict myself in order to be in my most, you know, vibrant body. And over time, that's what happened. Wow, that's incredible. Um, Finally, something I've noticed about you is that you have 
such a a great online presence and you have such like a good a, a, a not just a good following but a following that seems true to who you are as a person um how did you go about building that and what are some tips you've learned along the way that you can share with people who maybe they you know have a podcast or they have a youtube channel that they want to grow or even if it's like um they want to create like content to share to people um but they don't know how to get that audience that would actually care about what they have to say well people are drawn to your energy so the more that i've just been myself <laughs> which in the beginning i definitely you know i definitely was in my head about like who, who do i need to be and how do i need to be perceived by people and what if they don't think i'm successful enough to be talking about money or whatever um the more that i've just put my thoughts out there, my genuine thoughts out there uh, and shared me, that's where my people have found me. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's all that's really required. It's that we come from such a place of lack a lot of the time and thinking like, are people even going to want to listen to this? What if I put it out there and nobody, nobody watches it? And it's yeah. like, what if you could create content just because it's fun and just because mm -hmm. it's a place for you to express your thoughts? And so, you know, I don't have a lot of like, step-by-step -step strategies. I mean, I could tell you all day how to like launch a successful Facebook group and things like that, but it's bigger. It's a lot bigger than that. It's about who are you, who are you being put yourself out there, start to do the work around seeing that as being good enough, more than good enough. And your people mm -hmm. will find you because people find me these days. I'm on clubhouse quite a bit. I just chime into conversations and people come in and follow me. Um, people share my podcasts, uh, you know, people have found me through Facebook. It's like, all I have to do is start talking and yeah. believe in my message and people mm. find me. And it's been, I mean, I actually started on YouTube. I started with a vegan food account. I used to do a lot of um, vegan cooking. Well, I do, sorry. I used to do a lot of um, like YouTubing around my vegan lifestyle. And uh, I grew my initial audience that way. It wasn't, I think I had like 14,000 followers or something, which is not at all the market that I'm in now, but some of those people continued to follow me. Some of those people still listen to my podcast. Um, but people mostly just find me organically. I don't have any ads or anything like that. Uh, and it's all just come through creating content because it felt really fun to and putting mm -hmm. my thoughts out into the world and trusting that the right people would resonate with them. Definitely. I completely relate with what you said. Um, cause I'm someone like, even like this podcast, because to me, I just always thought, how can I talk about personal growth and self-development? when I'm not where I want to be in life. Like who actually cares enough to listen to what I have to say? But ultimately, like what people don't realize is this is actually fun for me. Like having these kind of discussions, researching about um, the law of attraction, um, mindset, um, working for yourself, all those kind of things. Like that is what inspires me. That is what motivates me. That is what I get excited about. So it's not work for me. This is fun for me. So if I can actually turn what I, you know, like doing for fun into content people can actually grow from and appreciate, like I'm winning in life. Like at the end of the day, like most people are going into jobs, doing things they don't want to do 24 seven. So why, why not spend, even if it's, I feel like everyone should try and find something that they're passionate about. Even if it's like something that people may say oh no that's weird that's not interesting like why do you care about that actually do it because this is something that you love doing be yourself be be your authentic true self who does things that are out of the norm things that are bizarre things that are things that people wouldn't really care about and appreciate and you will find the crowd you find the people that actually enjoy what you do and love what you do and support what you do regardless so yeah thank you yeah. so much for sharing that 
Um, yeah. And just one thing I'll say, like, I started my podcast before I was making any money in my business. <laughs> and I had all those thoughts of like, well, I need to be making 10K a month before anybody's going to want to listen to me. And then I thought, well, I like podcasting. I like just putting my thoughts out there. And won't this be really cool to be able to say, you know, later on when I've got a seven figure business or six figure business, hey, go back and listen to my earlier episodes because I wasn't making any money. Mm. <laughs> but I started doing it because it was fun. Um, yeah. And I think that there's actually really a need for people to share the journey. We all follow Definitely. people that have already made it. And that's great. But how relatable is it for to be yeah. listening to someone who's got it all figured out and has already manifested their way? to where they want to be like for those that are just getting started they need people like you you know and people like me who are just being honest about the journey uh and is making it available to them as well so I actually think it's really important that we get started now mm, <laughs> people are definitely. waiting <laughs> exactly and that's why I called the podcast level up with Lou because it is yeah. really a journey you're leveling up I love that exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly um do you have any final words of inspiration or um anything you want to share with our audience I, uh, my general thoughts towards life are just that we shouldn't take it so seriously, <laughs> uh, which this year has been easier said than done. But yeah. I think we just, it's bizarre to me that we all just live these very, you know, risk-free lives. We make all the right decisions because we're afraid, but it's like afraid of what we're all going to die like what we're, we hold on to all of our money so that what we can take it into the afterlife with us I don't think so so <laughs> my approach to life is just being a lot you know it's like why not just see what I could create why not take things a little less seriously and that's really gotten me far is like not doing the things that everybody thinks you're supposed to do out of fear a lot of the time or out of a out of a resistance to take any kind of risk so be easy about it try things for the sake of trying things like we're here to live but most people don't actually let themselves do that definitely thank you so much for coming on the podcast laura and i've learned so much from you and i've <laughs> really so enjoyed this conversation <laughs> you're welcome um how can my audience connect with you if they want to you know buy your courses read your book and just learn a bit more about you I think the best place to connect with me is through Instagram. That's just sort of where it all comes together. So um, I'm on Instagram at Lauren C. Saunders. And uh, I have two podcasts. One is called The Aligned Entrepreneur, but I co-host one with a girlfriend of mine as well called The Low and Zo Show. And it's not for entrepreneurs. It's just more mindset and manifestation and self-development. Uh, and then, yeah, my all my links, my, my courses, my programs, they're all advertised on Instagram or in the link in my bio on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on this episode. And thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much, guys, for listening to this episode of Level Up with Lou. I hope you've gained something from it. Let me know your thoughts and comments. And if you have any feedback, email me at levelupwithlou at gmail.com. Take care, everyone. I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>